Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumontamagno. And I'm Michael Tchotchke Rivet. Oh, yeah. Loving that Tchotchke. <laughs> the old Tchotchke. It's nice to see you, buddy. We've been having some game time. We've been just chatting it up. So now we're ready to record. How are you? I am phenomenal over here. Honestly, Seattle is just, it's its happening. We're out of snowpocalypse. The sun is out. It's 60 degrees. It is stunning. We're getting pop-ups all over the place. I got some bread earlier the, today from a pop-up that only serves bread once a month. So Seattle, so hipster. Uh, and it was good. We got to play some games. It's very hot in the room that I'm recording in. Everything <laughs> is going phenomenal. How about you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Actually, we had a taste of spring. I can't say we had we're not out of it. You know, it snowed actually this morning, it snowed a little bit last night, but we had a small taste. There was like two days where it hit 60s and it was glorious. I took the motorcycle out. I was already on the motorcycle, already went ripping around on that because I just can't help myself. The second it gets above 50, basically, I'm out there. Um but yeah, it's been fantastic. And now here we are. We've been having a great day playing some games and I'm ready to record the podcast with you. I couldn't be more excited. I have one old fashioned in me and I am feeling it. So let's get into it, Michael. Let's break down the news of the week, which there's not very much of. Yeah, well, speaking of having an old fashioned and being pumped up, nothing is more exciting than talking routine maintenance. And that's where we're at. That's how we're kicking this show off. Yes. So right now, Nintendo is scheduled some maintenance for the Switch. So if you are curious, on Monday... March 18th from 6 p.m. till 7 p.m. It will be down. That's Pacific time. Nintendo Switch Online and Save Data Cloud is being maintained, I guess. So during this period, the maintenance window, all network services will be unavailable. Then this is happening again on Wednesday, March 20th from 6.50 to 8.30 Pacific time. Again, network services may be unavailable. And then one last time on the 21st, from 6.50 to 8.30. Again, maintenance network services might be down. So cool. just giving a little bit of an update there. Not the most glamorous report, but I thought in case you were wondering, in case you went to play in that window of time and everything isn't working, now you know why. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, usually when this happens, it, this probably means there's an update patch coming out. So then you take down the network, roll out the patch, make it happen. Now, who knows if anything will come from this? My assumption is no. It could mean they're laying some groundwork for an upcoming patch to the system. Again, we don't know. It is GDC week, so Game Developers Conference is going on, or was it last week? I don't know anymore. So at this point, you know, this isn't super crazy major, right? Everything is relatively solid. Um, this is a, a small downtime. Interesting that they did pick this specific time, though, because that is sort of it's a core gameplay time for both uh, West Coast and East Coast in the mm -hmm. U.S. So kind of weird. But well, that's why I think maybe they're making a note of really mentioning it. I'm sure they always do, but it popped up on a few different news sites probably because of the time frame. Like that is a very that's prime time for Pacific gamers, I would think. So you probably will have more people realizing like, hey, I can't get online for some reason. I'm taking the week off. That's what's happening. And why even bother? Why, <laughs> why even bother? bother? If I can't smash, why even bother? Why even bother? If I can't Rico, Rico, then why even bother? <laughs> uh, all right. So let's, let's move on to something honestly spectacular interesting. and interesting and amazing and glorious. Yeah. And there was a game for the NES that has been lost for over 30 years, Michael, almost longer than we've been alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is coming out of the woodwork because someone picked it up off of Nintendo Employee. It's a game that was on an originally submitted cartridge, like a, like a developer cartridge to Nintendo called the UWC, which is Universal Wrestling Corporation, so a wrestling game in a way. Uh, it was developed in 1989 by a Japanese developer, Thinking Rabbit. And this was submitted to Nintendo for certification, but it was never announced. No press release ever talked about. No one had ever known. So it was found by an NES collector, Stefan Reese, who has a very glorious NES den, if you will. Uh, he obtained it from an NOA, Nintendo of America employee. 
who held on to this prototype because he was the one that reviewed the game. Uh, he was a wrestling fan, so that's why he got it. And this game is now available as a ROM. Uh, the video game History Foundation has taken it in to preserve it, and it is a ROM that you can now play through. And the game is literally complete. I mean, with credits and everything, the game was done. And it's a really astonishing because you don't find games like this very often, but for the fact that you can now play it in its completed form. Now, we don't know why it was canceled, maybe because WCW, other wrestling games were coming out, but it's really strange that it was never even announced. Uh, so to me, though, this is quite brilliant. I don't play ROMs at all, but if I did, I would go play this just for funsies because this is a game that no one has ever played before ever in their entire life. So now you can play it. Are you going to go download this ROM and play it, Michael? Uh, probably not, but it is, I, I think it's, I, I did watch the video. There was a couple video feeds of it and showing how the gameplay looked. And there's actually like real wrestlers that were portrayed in it. So you had actual Ric Flair, Road Warriors and Sting. I guess those are wrestlers. And what they think was that it was going to be licensed. But like you said, a WCW game came out that was published by FCI in 1990. So this was 89. Then this one or the other one came out in 1990. So I'm assuming something happened there. And all of a sudden it was like, we don't need this game anymore. Let's let's be done with it. So I don't know. It's a little weird. It looks good. though. The game itself looked pretty solid. So it's definitely worth if you're in the ROM world to check it out. We'll put links in the show notes, of course, so you can give that a look. And that's literally all of our news this week. So let's get into the game news of the week. So we did have a little bit of stuff. So Nintendo actually tweeted out a little bit about Pokemon. They mentioned or confirmed, I guess, what everybody has been thinking was that that the gyms that we're seeing all over the place are, in fact, actual gyms. So there's a teaser, the trailer, where you have somebody in kind of a sports uniform walking into this giant arena that is, in fact, a gym. You're going to meet gym masters there, whatever that is, new name for them, and you're going to be fighting for badges, apparently, or so they you would assume, unless that's been changed. But then what is interesting is after that tweet went out, it was taken down. So something happened, whether they teased it too soon or it wasn't really meant to go out, nobody really knows. But they did, in this tweet, confirm that there's going to be gyms and those arenas are the gyms. But for whatever reason, they took it down. Yeah, I my assumption is here that someone scheduled this tweet for the wrong time. So maybe they're waiting for an E3, they hit the wrong date, and boom. So someone hit, instead of schedule, they hit live. And then, boom, it's it's gone, basically, at that point. You've, you've gone done messed up. And uh, what are you going to do? So I think it's cool that there are these 3D gyms. And yeah. my assumption here is that... They should because this is a core game. So, of course, there should be gyms. Why not, right? I want to give a little bit of an update here. We had talked about previously on the podcast about the Xbox Live services perhaps coming to the Nintendo Switch. The GDC conference, as I said, is either ongoing or over based on the time when you listen to this. And Microsoft, the company that I work for, disclaimer here, announced some new services called GameStack. Now, GameStack is a series of services for game developers, including some Xbox Live services, PlayFab, DirectX, Mixer, Visual Studio, App Center, and a whole bunch of more things that are actually really near and dear and close to my heart as a developer because I work with these things. Now, we did put out a press release focusing in on iOS and Android as our 2 billion sort of device that we want to bring Xbox Live to. We didn't necessarily mention any other consoles or any other you know, Mac or anything like that. However, the GameStack website confirms that um, all the services are available for Linux, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. Now, I'm not a Nintendo Switch developer, so I can't put my hand in the ring. I'm sure that'd be under NDA anyways to see what services are available. But it seems at least we're on a right track here to bring some of these services cross-platform. Though we did talk a lot about the different services from other providers for voice chat and things like that. Mm. To me, I was telling this to a friend, actually, um, we were talking about the fragmentation of um, the different the services. And I go, you know, the, the biggest point for me in this Xbox Live 
is that if it can provide a seamless transition for developers to have universal achievements across all different things uh, and different and universal voice chat, I think that'd be cool because we were playing some games earlier together and it'd be cool to unlock achievements together. Uh, so that would be really nice in general, but we'll see how it goes. And with game development, it takes many years. So even if this is announced now, who knows when it will come out and actually start to hit games on the store shelves. So we'll see. Yeah, I would be super excited to see anything in this, even in this slight area happening for the Switch, because obviously we've talked about it. It's lacking in that department. So this would be great. I'm excited for this. You know, Xbox and Microsoft has done a great job with sort of the online aspect of what they do. So seeing any aspect of that brought over would be fantastic, in my opinion. So I'm excited. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I hope we see more about this because I think it 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 just adds value, um, assuming Nintendo is is down for it as well. We do have some accessories, some little products, some little deals and, and things to talk about. One of them I think is cute. You may see it on the shelf behind me soon. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, Funko has announced that they have a new Charmander coming out. And I love it. It is adorable. They did a tweet with a little picture of the little guy. And it says, grow your Pokemon team with this famous Pokemon. Charmander's tail will flare up when it gets angry. But this pop, Charmander, will be happy to join her team. Charmander can typically be found in Hot Mountain. It, it goes on and on about why, where you can find it. Ultimately, it's just saying it's coming out. And it's coming out in May. And it looks adorable. And I would love to have it on my shelf. I think they already have a... A Venusaur, which means you're probably going to see Squirtle happening after this guy. No, these these are scary. I hate them so much. I don't like the Pikachu, the Bulbasaur, the Charmander. No, I I'm I'm shaking my head in disgust over here <laughs> because I, I don't know. I don't like I don't like these pop figurines, and maybe I'm in the minority. I I walk into like a Think Geek, and there's like a billion. Oh, of there's them. a lot. Of them. I don't. I don't know how they're making any money. I mean, people are obviously buying them. I see them on your shelf behind you. So I'm looking at you and they're probably all Fortnite ones. And I mean, it's cool, but I don't know. I, I don't see my, I want a real Charmander. Give me a real Charmander one. That'll be way better. This one has this big head, has real creepy eyes. The Bulbasaur is at least better, but I don't like them. I, I don't think like Bulbasaur them. I hate is them. because it kind of already has a big head. So it looks more, you want more of um, yeah. the actual Nintendo Amiibo yeah. Charmander. That's what you want. Yeah. You want like an Amiibo. I want that. And yeah, I want that. I, I've never got into Amiibo. I guess it's kind of the same idea. It's just a different style, but I never really got into Amiibos. Do you actually use your Amiibos or do you collect them as just desk desk things? No, I, I used to have so many more uh, Amiibo and I ended up selling a bunch of them. I found a place that would sell them for a few bucks each because I just didn't have room for all of them. Mm. I don't have a nice you know place to put all of them. And that's the thing is the Funkos are even bigger than this, but I put them on display. I don't use them. I've never used them okay. ever. I guess I have used them for Splatoon 2 because the Splatoon 2 ones had certain uh, outfits. But besides that, like I've never used my Jigglypuff who's here and is adorable. And I had to buy that on eBay, I think, because I can't even get them anymore. So, okay. So it's you, not that I, they're kind of shelf things for you. They're just shelf desk decorations. They're decorations. That's cool. Yeah, that's all. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and then the other thing we wanted to talk about. So we mentioned last week's episode that it was Mario Day. There was a couple of deals, which ended up being a bit of a, a a bit of a hot mess. So I guess we should talk about that quickly. And for Mario Day, all Mario games, or at least games feature Mario. So you're talking Mario Odyssey, uh, Mario Kart. There was a there was a couple. Uh, and Smash, I don't think was because it doesn't feature Mario. But there was a handful. It's like the new Super Mario Brothers. All of these games were getting a, a certain percentage off. Well, I started looking around and I noticed that it wasn't for sale in the eShop. You had to find it somewhere else. I did manage to find it on Walmart, even though Amazon did not have anything that I could find. Walmart did, but it was out of stock. Now you're looking for the digital code and that was out of stock. So I thought that was interesting. How? How is that possible? That's my question. I have no idea. I don't know how a digital code goes out of stock. But anyway, it it, it aggravated me. I'm trying my hardest to throw my money at uh, Nintendo or whoever was a part of this deal. I Apparently, Nintendo wasn't part of the deal. I, I really don't understand what was going on there. But you have Nintendo trying to push this whole Mario Day 
and you don't even have the deals on your eShop. Everything was full price. Are you kidding me? You're just giving out wallpaper for your phone and desktop, but you're not. Nintendo does this stuff sometimes. They just do weird things. And it was so hard to buy the game that I just didn't. I just decided not to. Um, and I'm wondering how many people were able to get it and how many people were deterred by that because it was kind of frustrating. Walmart does currently have another deal. It's a pretty impressive little deal. If you don't have a Switch and you're looking to get one, you get your choice of the Switch gaming console. So the gray uh, Joy-Cons or the colored Joy-Cons. You get your choice of a Nintendo Mario game for the Switch. You get these Mario pins. It says you get a choice of of, of the pins, but they uh, it, it's weird. In fine print, it looks like there's a bundle of pins. I don't know if you get just one or if you get like a set and it's random which pins you get, but they're Mario enamel pins. There's a bunch of them in there. You also get the Nintendo Switch Paw Patrol carrying case. So the case is kind of cheesy. It's Paw Patrol. It's not like... I mean, whatever, but it's it's free. You kids. If you have kids, you kids, it's awesome. And if you just don't have a case, at least it keeps it safe until you get one maybe that you like. I don't know if you want to support Paw Patrol, but if you do. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to keep it safe, right? All of that is from, it shows a range, but it's 320 to 330 on Walmart's website. And they had them in stock. You could buy them right now. And I thought it was a great deal. It was absolutely worth mentioning because just the game and the console alone makes that worth it. And then you're getting a case and some cool little collectible pins. Why not? That's a cool deal. So check that out. Walmart will put the link in the show notes so you can grab it if you're interested. But uh, yeah, we thought definitely worth something to share with everybody. It's a good deal, especially if you're looking to pick up a second switch for one of your your kids, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Yeah. And uh, it looks like if you get Super Mario Odyssey, that is the cheapest bundle of it. You get $318.66 with free two-day shipping. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And based on the other games, Mario Tennis would be the next cheapest, then Mario Party, then Mario Kart 8, and then Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Very cool. I love Paw Patrol, um, and uh, everyone should grab that. <laughs> kind of surprising that Mario Odyssey is the cheapest of them, but hey, that's that's even better. Even better value. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Now I want to get a little to a rumor mill. We hate rumor mill, but we got to do it. So our good friends over at Gearbox, you know Gearbox, they make things such as, uh, you know, Battleborn, Brothers in Arms, Borderlands. Mm. Publisher of a bunch of games like Bulletstorm, We Happy Few, Duke Nukem Games. Uh, you know, Homeworld, who knows? They tweeted a photo that says, time to tease another game for PAX. And they just blurried an image from one of their games. And what <laughs> we found is that this is from Borderlands 2, which is a very spectacular game. Nobody knows what this is. People are speculating Nintendo Switch, but they're also speculating literally anything under the sun that it could be. So whatever. Yeah. So maybe we'll find out. PAX is a ways away. The other thing that I want to talk about, and I'm putting it into rumor mill only because our good friend, friend of the show, Suda51 uh, from Grasshopper Manufacturer, he was talking recently um, about bringing the cult classic Killer 7, one of my favorite games of all time from the GameCube, to uh, consoles as sort of a remaster extended edition. And in this uh, interview, when he was speaking to Nintendo Life, he says, I've had a very interesting conversation recently with the producer at Cop Capcom, and we promise each other that we will uh, we'll make a completed version of Killer7 in the future. Only one third of my original script was used for the game, so that there was seven, 60%, like, you know, 33, so 66%, not used at all. If it's a third, right? Yeah, there you go. So the complete version will cover all of my script. It's not 100% going to happen, of course, but maybe in the future we'll be able to deliver the complete version of Killer7. I'll do it before I retire, he says. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he did talk in the past that he would love to publish more things on the Nintendo Switch. If it will come, I remember playing on the GameCube. If I could just have that game on the Nintendo Switch, I would be in. It's a very crazy ridiculous over the top game very suited five one very cult classic uh in general i have the copy for my gamecube over there still where i can play on my 
my Wii. It's a reason I keep my Wii around is because I want to play some of these original games for the GameCube that I can't play anymore. So uh, very cool. We'll see what happens. My assumption is who knows, but let's get to everyone's favorite drop. Michael's Fortnite supply drop. <laughs> so this one may be upsetting to some people. You've probably already heard if you follow Fortnite on the switch that with version 8.1, we are no longer getting matched with other consoles right so you're no longer if you're playing solo i want to jump into a squad you're no longer getting grouped with xbox and playstation 4 players it's just not happening the switch apparently is not up to snuff you are being matched with mobile players now (laughs) you're down there with the mobile phone only players now i will say that people have been kind of poo-pooing the switch version for quite a while because one of the major handicaps is the 30 frames per second it's all it can handle and there's been uh i think we reported on it maybe what a couple months ago that there was this bullet glitch where if you are taking a switch player or anybody low even a pc player that only is getting 30 frames per second you are at a handicap against anybody that's using 60 frames per second because of the Mm -hmm. way it renders the bullets It's looking at the refresh rate and you are actually able to do more damage because of your frame rate as opposed to what I would be able to do on my switch. So you're definitely without a doubt handicapped. Now, is that hurting me? Probably not because I most of the time can't hit the person anyway. So unless it's affecting the area that I'm hitting, it probably doesn't even matter. But It is a definite handicap, so they're putting us with people that are also handicapped in that arena. That that being said, that's solo matches only if you are just jumping into squads. If you and I want to play each other and you're on Xbox, I can still play with you. We can invite each other to a team and go from there. My question, and actually some of the people that we chat with on our Discord also brought this up, If you're playing on an Xbox or a PlayStation and you invite me to your squad, I'm playing on my Switch, are we paired with other people that are playing on a Switch only? Are we playing with other, like, does that open it up? So now we're just all with whoever. Okay, that seems the most fair option. This is, people didn't know I was just shaking my head at Michael. Yes. I mean, it has to be. There's no way. To me, I, I, this doesn't matter too much. It probably means that I'll have a better time playing solo. Yeah. Uh, because i'll be paired up against i mean again i play fortnite to complete challenges not to kill people so uh unless that's one of the challenges now that being said the most important part to me about cross play is that i can play with my friends across different councils i don't necessarily care that i am being paired with only the switch by default or other other mobile games. I, it could have been Switch only for all I care, and that would have been fine too. They decided that they're going to group PC by itself, Xbox, PlayStation by itself, Switch with mobile. And I guess that makes it's a tiered system. And that makes sense to me. But again, I don't care about that. What I care about is if my buddy wants to play on the Xbox. You're you're like, I don't want to play sitting down. I want to play on my big 65 inch, and you want to play on your Xbox. Boom, you can play on your Xbox and you can play with me on my Switch and that doesn't matter. And I know what I'm getting myself into at that point. But again, now we're playing co-op in Fortnite and I just want to complete challenges and fly around on maybe this brand new helicopter that I hear is coming our way. So (laughs) that's what I hear. But that's that's how I feel. What are your thoughts? I'm, I'm totally in agreement. At first, when I was reading through the notes, it seemed like we no longer could play people on Xbox and PlayStation. And that to me would have been a a shame. I would have been pretty upset about that. I would have been pretty bummed out if that was an option that was taken away from me. The fact that I'm no longer just being paired if I'm jumping into a solo match, like you, I don't play, I'm not a competitive player when it comes to Fortnite. I'm not trying to be pro. And if I were, I wouldn't be playing on the Switch to begin with. So in my opinion, I'm on there to play challenges, have some fun, you know, shoot some people. I don't care who I'm paired up against. As long as I still have the option to play with people when I want to play with them on Xbox, on PlayStation, great. Other than that, put me with whoever you want. They could be on a flip phone. I don't care. It just means I'm going to get better. I'm going to do, I'm probably going to get a kill. 
that just that's all it means yeah. i'll probably get one kill this round so i'm excited for it i think it's probably going to be for the best um and it just makes things a little bit more even because i know there's been times when you and i would run and just got torn up and i it had to be somebody that probably was shooting 60 frames per second because i would have probably got them otherwise <laughs> that's true that's true that's true I, it doesn't matter to me i'm I'm, all, I'm okay with this good me too uh so let's get into the best sellers so every week we like to run down the top 10 just see what's out there see how things are doing and in the number one spot this week we have mario and rabbits just shaking it up this goes back to that mario day apparently people got those deals so in the number two spot, we have Just Dance 2019, followed by Timberman versus Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Overcooked Special Edition, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Somebody was able to get that deal. Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Minecraft, and in the number 10 spot, still holding strong despite not having Mario, Stardew Valley. That is a good lineup. Now, in addition to the top 10, we like to just call out those that are so close, so close. They are new to the list and they broke into the top 30, but not quite the top 10 yet. We have Baba is You in the 18th spot and Final Fantasy 11 or 7, excuse me, in the 28th spot. Now, this is a pre-purchase. It's pre, so it's not even out yet and it's still crushing it. There you go. I'll put the Newman Roman numerals every, into a I don't even, I don't know why they keep doing those. I I always get it wrong every single time. So Final Fantasy so, 7, 28th spot. 28th spot. Pretty good. I'm I'm pretty excited to play that. I've never played it, so maybe I'll jump in on never. it. It's only less than 20 bucks. So I've never played it. No, I never had a PlayStation. Well, that, that okay, if you've never played it, I could It was probably one of the only ones that I actually played. I played a few of the av- after that. And they just, I didn't like them because I was just like, wow, Final Fantasy VII was the one. So I really enjoyed it. I would be interested to see it, how it holds up, though. The nice thing now is you don't have to swap discs. There was four discs before now. I still have the original. So it was like, I could pop that bad boy in still. I sell the original Metal Gear. I have all these originals with like 47 discs. You had to have a binder to play them. So I would I would love to see if, if you do pick that up. I'd be really interested to see what your thoughts are on it. Um, you have to have like 400 hours of time available to get to the first boss. So perfect. Yeah, I'm excited. So I, I literally have plenty. I'm negative hours already. So that's perfect. <laughs> now I, I want to mention on this list that we record on Sunday uh, evening, most of the times, which is now. And these are all games that were coming off of the deal. So Mario and rabbits is now back at the top. So this may fluctuate a bunch. This is the U S now, we looked literally right before we recorded and nothing really moved from before or after. So I don't know if Mario versus Rab is just that game's just got to be selling a lot. I'm very excited for Ubisoft. Make a sequel. Like, bring it. It is a great game. Uh, I, great. I still need to play the DLC, which is the Donkey Kong DLC. I bought mm. it. I need to play it. It's very good. Maybe I'll stream that. Uh, and Bob, as you had a lot of friends playing that, which is super cool. But let's get on to the new releases this week. I'm very, very very excited for a few of these games not the two that i'll talk about talk about first but the first one's retail release coming out on the 19th of march the first one is michael ninja warrior challenge <laughs> michael the american ninja warrior challenge featuring michael astrovet that's 40 dollars coming out if you want to play a bunch of mini games where you can become a ninja warrior yourself boom that is for you the other one is fate extella link uh, which is a super interesting sort of Dynasty Warriors type of game, but there are four v four online battles now. Of course, when this comes out, the Switch online service will be down, so you won't be able to take advantage of that. But it's like hordes of enemies that I had to search around for a trailer. It looks relatively interesting, but uh, those ones didn't look interesting. Mm. Some of the DLC, the digital downloads, did Michael. You want to run it down for us? Absolutely. So on March 18th, we have Turok coming to the Switch for twenty dollars. On the 19th, we have Symmetry for ten dollars. On the 20th, we have Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Everybody forty dollars. Then Super Kickers League for $15. And then on the 21st, we have Azure Saga Pathfinder Deluxe Edition for $10. Block Apix Deluxe for $8. Grand Prix Story for $12. Horror Stories for $4. And that's a Nintendo 3DS game. Reptilian 
Rebellion for $3, Rogue Bit for $5, Star Drone for $10, Super Phantom Cat Remake for $10, Witch and Hero for $5. And then on the 22nd, we have Peasant Knight for $3, Sushi Time for $5, and Unravel 2 for $20. So let's go back. What what jumped out at you? What did you like? What did you not like from this week's releases? So much to love this week. Uh, Unravel 2 finally making its way to the Nintendo Switch from EA uh, and our good friends over at Coldwood Interactive. This is a lovely uh, two-player simultaneous game where you both play these connected little yarn characters. Uh, the the graphics on our setting, I remember at E3 a while ago and they announced this title and they didn't announce it for Switch. Everyone went up in arms because you can play this game in handheld mode, TV mode, and tabletop mode, and it made perfect sense for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so this was very, very exciting. This game is only $20 coming out. The the the, the graphics on it are very stunning. This kind of pseudo-realistic world of... And that the world isn't yarn, right? It's not like Yoshi, but just the characters are. So it's almost similar to Pikmin in a way, in mm. a way. Uh, but with these two characters are you're, you're, you're through this adventure and, and uh, different puzzle challenging together. So to me, that one really uh, stuck out to me as a very unique game, especially if you're looking uh, for a nice little co-op game locally. Now, did we get the first one or did we only the switch come out or only the second come out on the switch? We never got the first one. Never got okay. the first one to my knowledge. Okay. All right. So the next one I'm super excited for ready for this. Nintendo 3DS horror stories. Oh yeah, you're going for it, huh? I I watched the trailer on this one, and I will say it's an interesting concept. So essentially, you're basically trying to get away. It's like Friday Thirteenth. You're trying to get away from yeah. the the serial killer. You're trying to get away from the murderer, and you're hiding in stuff. I, I mean, four dollars. That's a steal. I just I, I can't help but wish I. It's an interesting game. Just put it on the Switch. I I really would have loved to try it, but. I don't know if I could do the the 3DS version. I don't. I don't know. To me, I mean, I don't. I, I want to pull out my 3DS just to play it for four dollars. Seems cool. I hate the name and I hate the logo, mm. but when you watch the gameplay, it 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 looks really nice. Like the eight bit, sixteen bit sort of pixelated characters, and, and I, it looks pretty cool. So I'm really into that one. Uh, I would say my number one pick, though. Number one pick, maybe number one pick. Yeah, number one pick, Turok. Mm-hmm. So unbelievably excited for this game because I hadn't played it uh, since the N64 and I was so young. I don't think my parents would let me play this because it was rated M or T, maybe T or M at the time. I forget. Uh, but yeah, this game is coming back in full force from the N64 era of crazy dinosaurs doing crazy things. And they this is not a remaster, people. No, This is tried and true. I'm going to blow $20 on this yes. game. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. Uh, they do say it's enhanced with a new visual engine, but let me tell you, it does not look like it, and I cannot be more excited. I want this game to be—I want original N64 graphics coming out because this is like virtual classic at its finest here, uh, where I can spend twenty dollars on a Turok, and that should be like five dollars. I cannot wait for this game, and I don't know why, but I'm so into it michael have you ever played turok no i missed the window on this one and and i was excited uh until i did see like that it's basically the version from 1997 and the you're definitely getting your classic feel with this i'm not gonna lie this is full-on 1997 graphics but i i just don't Again, it's that $20 price point for a game like this. It doesn't make me super excited. There's a couple others on here where I would maybe put my money. So I I don't know if I would go for for Turok. But I was surprised. I saw your check mark. I was like, oh, okay. That's going to be a mods pick, huh? (laughs) And and I don't know if they like originally made Turok, this is Night Dive, or if they just bought the rights to it because they also have like System Shock and System Shock 2 and Turok 2 in their arsenal on their website. So let me look this up here. No, I remember it came from Acclaim, but the developers were Acclaim Studios Austin and Propaganda Games. Uh, So the original ones were Acclaim Studios with the big iguana that would come off when you played NBA Mm. Jam. Uh, Basically, that was what we all know. They did all the Turok games. So 
I don't know if they just they got, just got the right. They're, they're just buying the rights. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It says Turok Dynasty, the first game of the series by developed by Iguana Entertainment, published by Acclaim for the N64 and PC in 97. A remastered version developed by Night Dive Studios was released uh, last year. So they just picked up the rights. Um, they're out of Vancouver, Washington, hometown heroes. Night Dive's 10 employees. That's cool. I mean, good for That's them. It. You know, they're they're bringing them I back around. It. So I'm sure it'll sell. It'll it'll do all right. I'm just not, I didn't have that connection to it originally. So it's hard for me to look at it now and be like, yeah, I'm in for that. Here's the best part is neither did I. So I can't <laughs> wait. To, I, I don't remember anything of it. I remember when Turok came out, it was this huge dinosaur yeah. hunter. It was like really everywhere, but I don't, you know, I'm excited cool. to play it. I'm going to blow 20 bucks on it, but there's a few that we also enjoyed. So I don't want to let you talk. About well, it. there was a couple. Yes. Uh, one of the games that we both marked was symmetry. Now symmetry, I, I looked it up on steam. It's got very mixed reviews. It, it's potential there, but it's a survival management game. So if anybody's played fallout shelter, anything like that, it's very similar. Uh, you seem to be on another planet. You're managing your characters. They're going out, they're doing things and trying to stay alive. It looks really interesting, but apparently based on some of the reviews and some of the information I've seen on this game it's extremely frustratingly difficult. So it's just tough to get through. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. It's why I personally checked it. I like the look of it. I love these management type games anyway. They always just sort of appeal to me. And for $10, I could put it on the wish list and wait till the price goes down on this one and then maybe pick it up when it's around the $5, $5 mark. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And then another one, I, I thought you'd be all over it. $5 rogue bit. Come on, this has got you written all. You should be able to finish this game in an hour. You're just, you'd be cranking it out. So Rogue Bit, I watched the little trailer. I thought it was kind of funny, actually. So the, the premise of Rogue Bit is you are a single bit of computer memory that becomes sentient and you decide to escape from digital into the real world. So you as the player are essentially like in the code playing around with it from the looks of it, you explore RAM, modify bits and hack machine code and CPU registers to set it free. So it actually does say in the description, like if you know programming, you are going to be better at this game than if you don't, but it says it's okay for anybody to play. And it's interesting. I don't, I, I, I can't say that I would buy it for $5 because it is such a strange premise, but I just thought it was so interesting. I had to call it out. This could go on sale for one of those $10 or 10 cent, uh, like 95% off games. And I, I probably would pick it up because it's just such an interesting concept. I just think it's, it's weird and neat. Turok, Turok or bust. <laughs> so that gets us to everybody's favorite part of the show. What you playing? Yeah, so the first thing I've been playing this week is the Riddled Corpses EX demo. You had played it a few weeks ago, and you recommended it to me because it's a twin-stick shooter, a zombie shooter. This has terrible box art that is not reflective at all of the game. It has, like, two scantily clothed women on it, which is very inappropriate. I guess there there's supposed to be characters in it, but the game doesn't reflect that. It doesn't look like that. The characters don't look like no, that. It's like six. It's like the eight bit, sixteen bit style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the funny part is, I started playing the game. And I didn't know what to do, and then I remembered you said twin six shooter, and then I started shooting because I just died right away. And I go, oh, I don't know what to do. And like, oh, right, right, you know, right thumbstick. Uh, the game is very hard. Um, <laughs> it is very hard. I played it for about 20, 30 minutes, and I didn't. I don't think I made it through the demo. Uh, I. It was fun. It looked cool. There's hordes of enemies coming at you. I didn't know if there was a lot of substance to it, but I think it's a cool, good demo. I'm glad that they put out the demo. If you love to twin six shooters, go for it. Uh, not worth the money for me necessarily, but that yeah. was my main trial besides the stuff that you and I played, which I think we should save till the end. Yeah, no, I agree with you on Riddled Corpses. I think that it could be potentially fun but it needs to be a big discounted game i would maybe grab that one up because i liked the demo i you know i'm it's not a game i 
usually play, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty cool. So for me, some of the games before we get to the one that you had mentioned, the usuals, Stardew Valley, I'm cranking away, Fortnite, working on those weekly challenges, and at like a 90, I don't know, 99% off deal, I bought Timberman Versus. And at first, I, I know that this, I believe at least that it came from the mobile world. Um, very, very simple game. You are playing a lumberjack who is cutting down log like a giant tree and it's coming down in sections and there's branches that go off of it at different, you know, heights or whatever. And so what you're doing is you're the lumberjack and you're jumping sides. So you're hitting on the left. Don't, don't, don't. Once the branch gets too low and almost hits you in the head, you jump to the right side, chop, chop, chop. And you go back and forth as fast as you can, because the faster you go, the more time you add to this, this bar that you have. And you can essentially go as, as many times you want. Every chop is a point and you're just going back and forth. Bup, 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 bup. I really became addicted to it at first. It was kind of, it reminded me of the the shooter game that we were playing where we just kept trying to get the highest score. You just had, you're hitting two buttons and you're just going back and forth boom, 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 and you start to get in this rhythm and you start doing really well. I mean, I think I did a quick tweet when I got to like 125, I felt like I was unbeatable. I'm unstoppable. They have an online mode where you can challenge people. You can race people. There's about five different modes to it. You can unlock like new skins for your lumberjack and they're all um they're all references to like pop culture so there's one that's mr jones he's dressed up like indiana jones there's one that's called eddie he's dressed Mm. he's uh edward scissorhands there's the bulk who's the hulk there's like all these different ones there's 12 who's actually 11 and it's really cute and it's fun and you're trying to unlock them and every time you level up you unlock a new skin and there's there's probably I don't know, 30 or 40 skins that you can unlock. And I didn't, I tried to do online. I wasn't able to connect to anybody uh, in the time that I was trying. I only let it look for a minute or two, but I'm curious to see because I would love to play some online matches and see how the leaderboards work, see where I rank in the, in the, the scores, uh, see if I'm going fast compared to other players. But all in all, for the 19 cents it cost me, totally worth it i believe it's still on sale it's definitely a fun little simple game to take a break with for 20 minutes and just go and chop down some i bought it i bought it based on your recommendation for 19 cents sweet i'm excited to see what you think i i think you'll be probably like me you'll get addicted to just doing it and see oh my goodness how fast can i go but then we have one game, one game that we played that we actually streamed for about an hour, two hours before we recorded the podcast. Uh, you you want to talk about it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so we talked about picking up this game uh, last week, and it is Rico. That's the name of it, Rico. And this is a $20 downloadable game. And the unique premise of Rico, I would say, is that it enables you at any point no matter what mission or what play style you're playing through in the game to invite a friend to play co-op at any point through it it's extremely easy there are multiple modes so there's like a quick match mode there's a a story mode which is a little bit longer case mode they call it and then there are daily challenges and at any point you can hop in with any friend really easily on the nintendo online network and boom it works and the entire premise of the game is that you are a narcotics officer. So the the cool part there is that you are trying to do all these drug busts in the city to take down crime. Now, the entire game is randomly generated, and it's based on three premises, right? Premise one, everything is randomly generated rooms. And inside those rooms, there's going to be bad guys, maybe a bomb, maybe some swag or things that you need to collect inside of it. And uh, the third part of it here, besides that it's you and this randomly generated thing, and then also uh, that Enrico, you're in these rooms, the doors are in between you and the bad guys, and you need to bust down the door. So you bust on the door, yeah, right? Yeah, you bust it down with your, your, your strong thigh legs. And at that point, the cool part about the game is it goes into a Max Payne style slow mode for about five seconds. 
I think it depends on how accurate you are, mm. but yeah, it's a, it's a couple seconds. Yeah, five seconds down, and at that point, you're able to pop, 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 take down uh, the baddies inside, and then continue on. So throughout the different missions, there's different things. So maybe you have you know so much time to clear a floor, or you have to defuse so many bombs in X amount of time, or collect so many things. Uh, and there's that, and it just kind of keeps going, and and that's the game, I would say. And we played through a case, which mm-hmm. I don't even know if there was like a, a preface to the case at all. It's like you're in this case and you need to go on. There's different random missions, but everything's randomly generated. So I don't quite understand it, but there's different kind of a spider web that you have to go through to get to the end boss, which we got to after two hours and there wasn't a boss. It was just another mission and then you win. But throughout every mission, you start with just a hand pistol and you are getting sort of not cash, even though there's cash in the game, but you get these points and you can spend those points on new weapons, new armor and different things like that to upgrade yourself or your, your partner upgrades themselves and you go in together and that's the game over and over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's a little strange as we started to play it, there's certain mechanics. So I guess we should also mention when you, play the game whether it's solo or co-op you do get to pick a character that you play as and as you level that character no matter who it is i think it it carries over it's more you as the player as you level up you start to unlock traits now those are the only things that carry over from game to game or after you die other than that it's roguelike so if you die in the middle of a case or in the middle of a match you no longer have the guns you earned you no longer have any of that stuff that you carried uh and and that does it it does help in certain ways one of the times we were knocking down the doors throwing in flash bombs and we both realized oh we have the the shades uh whatever it is we have that that achievement and the flash bombs no longer bother us. And I thought that was kind of cool. That does add a little bit of like a small bit of strategy to a game. But other than that, it I was a little disappointed with the case when we got done playing it, because like you said, all cases are randomly generated. There's no character you're not solving a case you're 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 gathering intel but it's not actually something you use to help further the story there's no narrative there's nothing that's to keep you invested it's basically kick open a door shoot some guys defuse a bomb go to the next room kick open a door defuse the bomb shoot some guys and that's it over and over and over again like you said and it was fun. I think the co-op was a blast because we're working together. We're having fun together. But I don't know how long we would be able to play this game. You know, are we going to be playing this f- four months from now? Probably no. not. No, I mean, I, I think that's the good uh, and the bad of it is that it was really fun to play with you for a few hours. I'm glad that it didn't take all night. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't necessarily feel like, oh, I want to play this for another 10 hours. I could see us if we were close or we were playing it like, oh, let's hop in, you know, do a daily mission. It's like five to 10 minutes. So I do enjoy that there's shorter modes. I think what I would like to try next is not to go through a case, but maybe just play some of the quick matches and sort of see, see how yeah. different they are. And you can tell that some of the, it's built with unity and it opens with that, which means that they probably paid for not an upgraded tier or else you wouldn't put that on there because that's one of the prerequisites of it. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of the artwork is, I don't want to quote, I don't want to belittle the developer, but I feel as though some of the assets that are in the game uh, have just pre-generated from the asset store. So what I mean by that is in Unity, which is the game development platform, you can just go into the asset store and say, I need a couch, I need a table. And I mean, if you're an indie developer, this is super great. But since everything's randomly generated, that means that you could walk into a room and there's like five couches for no reason. (laughs) And there was one time we walked into a kitchen area and we couldn't even get to the end goal because it was blocked by these randomly generated tables. And that was kind of annoying. So I, I do love to hate randomly generated things. So there's the plus and downside of that. I think the most important and and unique part of this game is that for $20 from an indie developer, 
They delivered a great online seamless experience, not the best user interface in the world or menu system, but they delivered a pretty great online experience that uh, worked really well. I mean, we didn't have any lag really as far as it's going. We had our new characters and the game was fun and I enjoyed it. So boom. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think we will definitely play some more. I would say for a single player that if you don't have a plan with a to play this with somebody or you're going to stream it like we are, I would say wait till it's on sale, pick it up. It is fun and I think you will get some time out of it. I can't see us having long legs with this game, but I do want to try some challenges. I do want to try to do some more like time-based things and really get our times down. But other than that, I think it was great. $20, you know, they did a solid game. It's not a bad game. It's not a broken game. It works. It functions. It's and and I'm assuming it's actually going to appeal to people. There's there's a market for this that are going to be like, you know what? I absolutely love this game and good for them. That's that's great. I think we are both in the that's that's like we like it. It it was, you know, we're laughing. We're having we got some clips that we that we saved that Rustica was kind enough to to save for us. So I think I think we're going to have some more laughs from it. But all in all, it's a thumbs up, not a not a double thumbs up like on a, that one. Eighty percent, like a three quarter thumb. You know, I was reading the the review. It's a very short review from Nintendo Life and they gave it an eight out of ten. I, that's a little bit high of a score. I could, you know, a six or a seven Six half, and a half fish. Yeah. yeah, I would be in there somewhere. Seven. Yeah. yeah. To me, it just doesn't. An eight is at another level. I mean, just in general, I think it's a, definitely yeah. above average of a five and very good. So I, I oh, give yeah. them with that online play very smooth. So, but it was fun. I did have, I did have a good time and there's some randomly, randomly ridiculous things that happen in the game. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo dispatch. You of course can watch us live on Sundays on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Nintendo dispatch. We tweet it out before we go live and on our Twitter profile, you'll see a little live recording stuff that's happening. Um, that is on uh, twitter.com slash dispatch podcast. Now you can also go to Nintendo dispatch.com, hit that subscribe button. You can hit contact. You can write into the show you can follow us. You can review us. You could do all the things. We would love that. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.